0: Welcome to the Optimalist Podcast, where we examine just what it takes to ensure humans flourish in the age of AI. I am Sarah, your host for this exploration of mindfulness, attention, focus, and motivation, all elements of human flourishing. So how do we cultivate them? Sean Galliard is principal at App State Academy at Middle Fork. He is the author of both The Pepper Effect and a forthcoming book on educational courage, For Rutledge Publishing. He is also the host of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. Listen as Sean and I discuss what it means to meet presence as a leader, to respect your biological and mental need for pause in your day, and the role of self awareness in being effective at any mindful routine. All this and more in today's conversation. Oh, yeah, and we might even talk about creativity.
1: You know, when the one word uh, thing manifests itself every year, you know, when people choose one word to uh, aspire to, I, w- one year I'll I'll do presence and, and if I, and I don't want to be redundant and maybe I do need to do the same, the same word. That's, that's the, that's the undercurrent. I think, I think it's important to. To be present for ourselves and, and each other. So, so that we can, we can help each other and be more empathetic. Uh, last week, I, you know, this, I, I share this with you personally. I don't mind this being in, in the podcast, but, uh, my, my daughter was, was in a pretty serious car wreck. And, um, I, I think a lot of the, the, the originator of, of presence comes from for my family. Mm-hmm. And, and the gig that I'm in is as principal, you know, there's a lot of things that pull on you. There's a lot of things that you have to do. There's a lot of things that you must do. And but but in order to to, to do those things, it's for me, it starts with presence. It starts with being present for myself, being present for my family, and being present for my family. And, and if I have those things aligned and if i if i feel that i'm giving the the proper and essential presence for the people i love then then i could, then that helps me be more in tune with the people i serve mm-hmm. that yeah oh yeah that, 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 there, there's a little <laughs> riff there on presence
0: that's it that's my answer <laughs> um what do you think keeps people from reaching that state As often as they might want to.
1: Oh man, there's so many things, you know, so, so I think, I think the noise that is the external noise that's in the world, right? So social media, you know, all the, I mean, we can, we can go through a whole laundry list of things. I also think too, it's the noise within ourselves, uh, the doubts, um, the pressure, the lack of grace that, that we give ourselves. And, and, you know, you know, frankly, I don't, I don't really think the, the world has that presence as, as a value when, when there are so many substitutes for presence, right. You know, so when we, when we have, uh, you know, instead of, um, Writing a letter, or 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 being, which in itself that's kind of like a substitute too. But but you know, all, I, I guess I'm referring to some of all of the the, the, the digital, um, you know, avatars mm-hmm. that we that we have, some metaphorical, some literal that that keep us from from that sort of engagement and being present for ourselves and each other. I don't, I just, I don't think it's something that's valued.
0: I just wanna stick with that phrase. I like the way you're talking about this, um, and using that phrase substitutes for presence. I don't think uh I I say something similar and I can't remember what it is right now, but um I don't know that I've ever heard anyone use it say that exact term to describe what we're talking about, but if you do think about that, you know, those words, um, substitutes for presence, I think we all kind of can imagine the kinds of things you're talking about, especially when you mm-hmm. branch into the digital world, but what does that mean when we substitute it for presence? I think there's a couple of ways you could take that. It's substituting you actually paying attention to whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. It could be, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be something serious. It could be, a, you know, or work. It could be a, as simple as having a meal with with people. So substitutes for, for that, but then also, you know, what is it substituting? Like, what is it, what are you getting, you know, in place of, of being in that moment?
1: I think when we substitute that, you know, and put those other things in front of us or behind us, um, I don't, I don't think, frankly, yeah, you might get a sense of accomplishment if we're all multitasking. You might get a a a little bit ahead, but but I think we miss out on the moment. We miss out on the moment. We miss out on 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 the potential for that moment. That potential for engagement right here, right now. You and I are are in in this conversation, even though we're you know roughly three thousand, four thousand <laughs> miles away away from each other what do you mean we're in the same
0: room i don't know what you're talking oh
1: that's right oh wait wait a minute yes we're we're in the uh, here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) we're in abbey road studios right now in in studio Two.
0: but i like where you're going with that that even though uh i mean we all so much of our community everyone's communication these days no matter what form it takes is uh from afar but you were saying, even though that is true. Yeah.
1: And I think, and, and I think even, even though like right now you and I are, are, you know, literally apart from each other, you know, I am doing my, my very best right now. I mean, I I'm talking with my friend, Sarah, mm-hmm. I am, I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm engaged with you. I'm not looking at my phone. My phone is actually is, is on the other side, side of the room right now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a room, I'm in, I'm actually in, in my daughter's room here at home. Um, it's, which is like my little studio, but I'm doing everything to make sure that my ears are tuned up to you Mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm doing my best to compensate that even though there's this, this wonderful platform that you, you, you have that we're on, uh, I want to do everything to kind of overcompensate that the fact that we're not in the same room, we're not breathing the same space. And I think that's so, so important in our world right now when we talk about engaging with folks. I mean, we, because you have these substitutes and you have these, these digital pathways to, to connect, whether it's phone or, or Zoom or, or um, Squadcast or, or, or whatever it may be, I think we, we have to almost exaggerate, but, but in an intentional way. Uh, listening and and being in tune because I you know the other thing too is I I, I and I'm sure you do too we 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 have we're, we're multitaskers mm-hmm. uh, and we have all these tricks to show that we're listening right
0: oh that's and that's the operative word there is tricks like I think we're all kind of really fooling ourselves by jumping on that the popularization of the idea that you even can multitask. All it really is doing is creating a false sense of accomplishment. Like you were saying before, Um, maybe you're getting a tiny drop in each bucket, but you're not filling a bucket. Even like if you think of it as a personal thing, or if you want to think of it as an accomplishment thing, you're not fulfilling your, your full potential in any, in any way. Um, And, and I think you also get, We get so used to the feeling, like the actual biological feeling in your body when you are pulled in directions, different directions, and it doesn't even have to be multitasking. It could be um, allowing yourself to be pulled, your attention to be split. And then like mentally, like I'm thinking how hot it is is, I'm thinking about the fact that like, what do I have to do next? Am I going to go to a yoga class at six o'clock? Like- How do you, we're Mm -hmm. all like pulling ourselves in these things. And then if my, I don't have my phone right here, but I know that if I did, I'd see that I have like four texts from my mother. And then we've trained ourselves Mm -hmm. to think like, or we've made it okay for us to split that attention and think, I must reply to this person no matter who it is now. And you don't, like you don't have to, you don't have to physically be in contact with people all day long. And I think that we get used to what that feels like in our body and think that that's normal. Like that's how we're supposed to feel like. And it's a, it's, an anx- it's an anxiety. It's a stress that is chronic and doesn't go away. Um, and then when we do have that moment of pause, as you've been saying to us in the last week or so, when we do have that moment and you're right. pulled into the present – it can be scary. I think if you are not used to being in that kind of state where all the other stuff disappears.
1: Yeah. It, you know, and I, and I, but, but I also think too, on the, if, if I'm on the receiving end of someone's presence, let's think about that for a second. You know, I think back to when I was a kid, um, I was in a pivotal basketball game and my dad was in the stands and, um, I did something that I don't typically do in basketball. I'm I'm a great rebounder. and I'm a great inside shot, but I I am not a very good outside shot. And and he had been practicing and working with me and encouraging me. And I still I, I was I was afraid to do an outside shot. And I was about I was 12. And uh, and I'll never forget this. I pivotal game it was the championship game, eighth grade eighth grade basketball CYO. I get the ball. And and instinctually, I, I I dribbled, which I was afraid to do because again I'm a rebounder and I was a center. That's all I could do. Uh, but I dribbled and I turned around and and did a turnaround jump shot, all all net. And I'll never forget this, and it st- and it still stays with me. My father, I, I don't remember seeing him, but I remember hearing him and feeling his presence, like every he was in my head, like do the da 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 da, and then hearing him yell. Um, and cheer and, and that joy, you know, now um, you know, this is 1982. If my father had been looking at his phone, mm-hmm. if my father had, had been talking to, to, to some, to someone else or, or, or what have you, but, but he was completely zoomed in on, on me, you know, and, and, and that, that kind of that kind of presence is, is, is powerful. It's powerful in music, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when I, I love, I love to see, you, uh, you, you know, you know, our band, the Beatles, let's just go there for <laughs> just a second. It's our band, everybody. Did um, you hear that?
0: <laughs> it belongs to us.
1: <laughs> it is our band. Yes. No, nobody else, nobody We're else. In can claim it. We're in it. it. It's just Sarah and Sean's. <laughs> We are, but there's this wonderful moment. And I love when musicians do the nod. Or do the um, oh,
0: like the check they're you know, checking and, and with again, each other. Cool. Yeah, yeah, like hey, you mm-hmm. did
1: good move. You know, hey, good, good, good bit, pal. And there's this beautiful moment in the in the Get Back documentary when the Beatles are performing their final concert on the rooftop with Billy Preston, yes. and and they're playing the song Get Back. And right at Billy Preston solo. Now there's a whole lot to unpack there on a on a musical level, on a on a cultural level, on a <laughs> lot of levels. But but to see all four of the Beatles turn at Billy Preston and smile and, and give him that nod and 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 to and again showing that hey we're present for you and then you see the joy on his face like and he just he plays even harder right I mm-hmm. mean um, there, there's so much value and and you know there's there, there's so much value in what one can do when when we value someone else's presence when we dignify that and acknowledge that
0: and i like what you just said about the we're doing this for you i mean immediately my mind goes to like honestly that of course they're not thinking about this at all but what what they're doing is modeling something there as well right this is how you show your appreciation for the people around you and for the work that you do and Um, and, and it's how you form a connection to do even better work together, like to make something beautiful that you are going to put out into the world. You cannot do that without that, without that attention and without that presence. I think, I think it's really wonderful to frame it in that way. I don't, I don't know that people often think about it in that exact way. And, and it, and it brings in that creative aspect too. Like what sense in does that, that state of mind and being create a specific way that the creative person has to operate, you know, so many people that we deem as the most creative in any field are people that we often think of as, um, you know, as loners. And I don't know that that's a popular thing to think about anymore because it's, I don't think Mm -hmm. really very true. Um, It's just that they need that space, right, for their attention to be completely present. And often that means separating yourself from all the stuff and and people and being alone for long stretches of time and then coming back into the world and seeing what's out there or saying like, hey, look what I did. Um, And that's often Mm -hmm. recommended still like when you're creating something from scratch, to, to get that, where is that focus coming from? How do you find presence? And I think it becomes even harder in the world that we're now finding ourselves in.
1: Absolutely. You know, and, and there is, you know, we'll, we'll call it solitude. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, Q cue, uh, Neil Diamond's solitary man. Right. Um, <laughs> solitude can be, you know, or or loneliness. I, I I get what you're saying. Like, you know, you, you, you have to, in order to create and in order to express ourselves fully, you know, sometimes we do have to, to tune into solitude. And, 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 and it kind of goes back to what harkens back to what I was saying earlier, like that presence that we have to give for ourselves. And Mm -hmm. that requires a level of, of solitude that requires a level of retreat that requires a level of, of pause. Now, not all of us can do what the Beatles did. Here I go and 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 travel to to rishikesh right and study transcendental med- meditation and go to an ashram and 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 live communally but then also meditate all day and and guess what they did they came up with the white album right they came back with a suitcase full of songs
0: right. uh
1: to to make to make a masterpiece and a lot of those songs came from meditation came right. from being alone and removing themselves from from Beatlemania, and a lot of the great works of art and music and ideas uh, come come from that. I I I can I'm nowhere near uh, the level of, of you as a podcaster, and I'm nowhere near the level of of the Beatles doing the White Album. But I have a 37 minute commute during the day. And, uh, you know, sometimes during the course of that day, I will do an impromptu, like I did one today. I did an impromptu podcast. I had about five, 10 minutes uh, with a thought that I just had to get out in the um, car. Wow! Uh, yeah. In the car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, I just do it on the iPhone and I just oh, wow. riff, Interesting. And, um, but, but there is something that, that I value in, in that solid, the, the solitary nature of my commute. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, sometimes I'll come up with an idea, sometimes I won't. I value those moments and, and I value those times, uh, that, that I can do that. I think it's important for others, especially school leaders, especially for educators, right? Mm-hmm. Who, I mean, you know, you've been in the gig, you've been in the life, you know, where, <laughs> you, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's a gig, right? It it's lesson plan to assessment to PLC to to faculty meeting to budget meeting to whatever whatever it may be. And uh you know, all of those things aren't bad, but but where in the in the course of the day wouldn't it be neat if there was a a scheduled time for that kind of a pause? and 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 everyone valued that i mean we have to, i'm sure there's schools and organizations that have that that level yeah. right i mean
0: there are and i i do i mean there are but they're so they are they are typically harder to find and it's one of the things that i do when i pr- try to plan ahead for guests for this podcast is to try to find at in intervals people that are either running programs at schools that do things like this but they're they're out there, they're just not common. And um, I don't know. And then it feels like something that, oh, just a, you know, a small section of people are, are having exposure to. And, and I think the idea is we all what you're saying, too, is that we all need to think about even if it starts really small on a micro level, how we can integrate yeah. that pause and not just think of it as an occasional thing that we do only when we feel like we need something, like we drastically need to stop. You know, it usually becomes true that people don't stop and reorganize their life until something drastic happens like or like they feel they have a panic attack and suddenly they're like, maybe I should work on my stress levels or something like that. And yeah. it's like, and that's never going to go away. We all, um, you know, in different ways, work ourselves or or stretch ourselves thin until we can't do anything about it. But as far as the work day or the school day, like thinking about how we can integrate these things that pause mm-hmm. instead of waiting until we're, we're, only doing it when we're asked to like to fulfill some requirement. Um, oh, I love the whole meditation um, that you were describing there with the Beatles, but like it, it also reminds me of this idea that you don't necessarily have to only separate yourself into that solitary space because of getting away from things and clearing out distractions. It's also part of getting better attention and getting better at pausing to realize that the mind also needs that space to wander. And I think we often place that traditionally, like, and it's not just kids, but we're thinking of it in terms of the, you know, framework of schools so that kids are on my mind, but like- the, the kid who's staring out the window, you know, when you are able to remove yourself, mind wandering is a form of thinking. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a form of laziness. It's a form of uh, like, there are things being created in that brain. Um, and that's what they say. Like, you know, when you take up that pause in the middle of your day and you or at the end of the yeah. day and in, in, in between the transitions of your day and go for a bike ride, and go for a long walk. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not doing serious thinking, but it's often when the best solutions arise, right? When you let your mind just kind of go off and it's not structured. And I think that that's what that's and a lot of people that, that we've seen, like with those far off looks staring into the distance are the people you might label as like, that's a really creative person. They often are intertwined. I think we see an overlap there. There wasn't really a question there. That was just me. <laughs> Sometimes no, I, no, I end it's, my it's rambles on ramble, a question.
1: <laughs> no, I, I I like that riff because the the immediate connection I made as as you were sharing that with the, um, you know the the, the students staring off in in the distance is you know I I I was that student. I'm still yeah, that student. Me too. And okay, we, we were both English teachers. At one point, and uh, I tell you when you were when you were sharing that, Sarah, I was thinking of Whitman's when I heard the learned astronomer mm-hmm. you know you know here and 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 just like in that poem, um you know, kids are reprimanded, I was reprimanded. I'm still kind of reprimanded for when i when I drift off, you know whether it's in a meeting or or what have you but but it's it's not laziness, it's not loafing around. It's it's the the mind, my mind, our minds need that trap door.
0: Yeah, we
1: need that release to 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 roam a little bit. You know, uh, regardless of what personality type we are, what we put, fill out on the Myers Briggs test, our our minds need need that space. Mm-hmm. We need that space to kind of roam and riff and and, uh, and, and role. Right.
0: Yeah. And I think the thing that we, it concerns us the most, like when we talk about this stuff in like the context of this podcast, or even when we're talking about engageable related activities and, and how people are using it, we think about allowing, like, how do we allow for what it is that we're talking about right now? That wandering, I like that you called it that trap door, but also understand that, sometime like how like we want to allow for the moments where we can bring our full attention to something and how do we get better with that? And so what we talk about a lot is the um, breaking up of things in more manageable, I hate even calling it just time, but really more manageable chunks of attention because when it comes mm-hmm. down to it, if I'm always half paying attention during a meeting, at some point I have to think, what am I responsible for during this meeting? And what can I do to not always be like, am I living up to my, if I could be doing better work, if I didn't have to ask again at the end of this, what happened, or I have to look at the meeting notes or what could I have contributed? And so we think about like, what does that mean for the way we all structure our time? We shouldn't be sitting in something for an hour. We shouldn't be doing our math homework for an hour. We should be doing it for 15 minutes and then pausing and then getting up and then maybe daydreaming for 20 minutes and then coming back it's not not a linear like what you're talking about letting that going through that trap door like allowing space for the trap door to exist outside of the context of something that is formal how do no. we how do we leave this this space and then come back to the space it's like it's that breath it's a a big breath in and then a coming back to center and that's what we think about a lot and we love hearing how people how people from all different walks of life um interpret that and and um think about that and and bring that into their own lives
1: so a couple of things come to mind and and you know as much as i might uh idealize you know good old thoreau <laughs> you know writing walden in and, in and, and, and concord massachusetts and you know, I I I lived and, and worked not far from there, and um, you know, Thoreau still, as as much as he kind of wandered around the woods, um, and and wrote and thought and meditated and did those things, he still had to chop wood. He still had yeah. to, you know, he still had to build a fire. He still had to survive. You know, right. he still had to do things. And I think, I think that's that's important, practically speaking. You know, there there, I, I like how you framed it. You know, with uh, you know, five minutes. I did. I did a thing um, at a pl- place where I was uh, was was principal, uh, where I called it "Here Comes the Sun." Space, mm-hmm. uh, actually, white album space is 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 what I used to call <laughs> it. And, and I had a had a great secretary who put it in my calendar. Because I, and I shared with her this concept of white space you know which which was o at the time and was all over Twitter and and, and what have you and I thought and, and again it's it, I thought that was important like you have to have dedicated time to just that that that's your time to think and dream and and ideate and and, and those things so she she would put in my calendar like these little 10 15 minute segments and she called it Either here comes the sun space or, or white album space, and and that and, and she would say, "All right, Sean, it's it, it's your time." And and I and you know usually I might just you know sit outside on a on a warm day and just breathe, uh, or uh, I might um, you know just go to a classroom where I knew you know it was happening and I could sit and not be pulled into anything. Mm-hmm. I you know I, and and even I think about us as in, in our respective platforms and our respective roles. I mean, I I can see you, Sarah, you know, tweeting out something and and saying, all right, take five minutes to breathe. And And the whole world listens to me me in one second. (laughs) Hey, I do, you know, but you, but you never know that, that, that might, that might ripple someplace or, you know, or even as, even if not on Twitter, you, you and I as, as thought partners and bandmates, maybe it's just a little, little text Hey, have you pressed, have you, have you, have you pressed your pause button today? Um, (laughs) You know, or, or, Hey, um, come back, (laughs) deep pause, come back. Where are you? (laughs) you Where are you? (laughs) You know, know, and, and maybe those, those moments of presence start not only as moments and start on a small level, but, you know, again, I started this off with, presence for ourselves and being present for each other and that presence is the pathway to connection that presence is the is the pathway to listening to each other that that presence is the pathway to connection right
0: yeah.
1: um so 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 maybe it is finding that that connected partner or or that accountability partner uh, or thought partner to to help you with those moments throughout the day, you know, whether it is on Twitter, whether it is through DM, whether it is through text, uh, or if it's in your building or schoolhouse or organization or wherever it is that you may be, Hey, you, you and I, and I I can see me doing this as a principal, like, you know, maybe pairing up teachers or, or, or something like that, or, or teachers could do that amongst themselves and, 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 and make that commitment if, if they so choose. I think that's so, again, here we are, here we are being present for each other and and look at the (laughs) idea. generating right you know there's
0: value yeah and i think that uh the connection part is what when when people i think mislabel certain p- aspects of social media as connection and i yeah i know that we're i mean we've met via twitter so many people that are involved in all the avenues of the work that i do every day are people i've met via the internet but um i don't know that most people are using it in that way um, intentionally Mm -hmm. to build a community or to build a network or to find people who have great ideas that you would never think of that you want to be around more like, like that kind of thing. But I do think that when people use, I think more ubiquitous platforms like Instagram they are like going back to what we said at the beginning when you talked about substitutes for presence if we're substituting presence in person or in real life with a person or a group with those kind of i guess fleeting connections and constant scrolling and liking and commenting it's we're never really anchoring ourselves in something that's that's real and stable there's no anchor and so like us hearing each other's voices, and I listen to you, I um, respond to you. You listen to me, you respond. That back and forth of just a conversation is an anchor in the present. And it's like you're caring what mm-hmm. I'm saying, I'm caring what you're saying. We care about the fact that we're recording this, and then we release it, and then other people can listen to it, and then they can respond to us. After listening to it and say something to mm-hmm. other people. So that it becomes this chain of like that, that all begins with us being present in a conversation. And if we were recording this conversation and we weren't in that space, none of, I don't think that any of that ripple effect happens, you know? And so when we replace this anchoring, Anchoring, I think, of the self in this world with something that's kind of fleeting and not really connected, all of that falls apart. And But we keep doing it because we're addicted to finding it, right? We want that connection. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I'm going to keep scrolling through these five apps until I find what makes me not feel bad or not feel this thing or the other thing or not feel... Um, you know, or I'm really looking to be distracted from something that I don't want to face, and I think that's what a lot of it comes down to. It's become really hard for people to sit in a room with each other and and be themselves. Well, I just said a lot mm. of stuff there uh, i don't
1: know. <laughs> I- I'm glad that you did I'm glad that you did that's that's a uh, that's a a a rewindable moment
0: i mean even when you're talking earlier about just uh flashes of it doesn't even have to be the beatles it could be anybody doing anything uh Mm -hmm. artistic from from that time you know you the i think what amazes people so much when they watch things like get back is and i don't know if they would be able to explain it in this way but what is amazing when people, when you hear people's reactions to something like that is that what they're reacting to is the fact that everybody involved in that process is involved in the process a hundred percent, you know, who's sitting around for five hours at a time and just talking about what seems like nothing. And then things are being pulled, like, really, it could be mundane, nothing, nothing conversation and then stuff comes out. And then that's where, that that is the creative process, and that's that connects to what we were talking about before. Like you are, it might seem like the thoughts are unrelated and they're all over the place, and no one's really focused on anything. But that is a form of presence. It is a form of allow. You have to let yourself go and not be tied to um, any sort of pattern that you might or expectation. It's like that. You know, that's part of it. You have to be able to take that risk and say, what could come from this.
1: And to add add to that riff, I'll riff with you. Isn't it neat when you get with people who, and and, and I'm talking about the creative process. So when you when and, and it could be a band, it 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 could be an acting troupe, it could it 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 could be a it could be a an English department. When you find that others are invested. And in, in the art or in the creativity and they're present for the vision and present for each other and present for the value. When all of those things sync up, then you do have something that is akin to the Beatles, right? Mm -hmm. And, and Hey, we, we gotta, we gotta pull this show together. We've got it. We're gonna, we don't know if we're going to play on the roof or, um, you know, in the desert or, or on a, on a cruise ship, but we believe in what we're doing. I believe in the person that is, that is with me and, and, and we're present for each other. We're present for our vision. We're present for our ideas. And, and, and now we're going to, we're going to create this thing and see, see what comes of it or see what happens. You, yeah. You don't, you know, you, you don't have that too often. I, no. I, I would think. And that, that, but, but what you just said, that rewindable moment to me, I think, I think a lot of creativity and, and, and that presence is that investment. We're investing in it because we know, I know if I'm in a band with Sarah that, that, uh, I'm going to not only get something out of this or it's going to make me a better player or it's going to make the song better, but it's going to give joy to someone else or it's going to inspire right. someone else. I mean, that's, that's how I, that's how I roll.
0: You know i am thinking about a couple of things that I was gonna bring up before, but now I think they're even more relevant but when you then when you connect this then back to your role in your school in mm-hmm. you know as a leader, why is it important for i mean it might be it could be just i you know part of this is an obvious answer why is it important for leaders? to take on this mentality a little bit, to step into the shoes of, you know, most people don't think of themselves as a creator. We think of creators as very specific people, but to step into the Mm -hmm. shoes of like, I, I am someone, every, we're all create every human being is a creative person. We're all creative. We're all born of creativity and, and with creativity. And so why is it important for leaders to pause and think about that the fact that a lot of their job is to inspire, to model, to show people how to practice. Like, you know, maybe I just answered the question,
1: but what I'm asking why yeah. is it why is it important? Yeah, actually. Sorry, no, that's no, sorry, that's 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 cool. Um, whether we like it or not, whether what whatever role that we're in, uh, although I'm I am principal. I'm not your average typical principal I never have been and and I I skew that because I I believe getting back to dad um my dad uh, we're all called to lead we're all called to contribute and we're all called to get off the bench and 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 aspire to that now if if you just so happen to be the principal and or or director or 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 whatever you do have a responsibility for the people you serve and you have a responsibility to the organization that you are helping to build in, in conjunction with, with others. And there's a lot that, that, that rests upon us. There's a lot that is expected of us. I, I find, you know, as, as, as I'm entering year 32 of education and year I guess sixteen as 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 a, as a principle that I find that that when you intentionally remove yourself from the mania and 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 you carve out time to to whether it is for here comes the Sun space or White Album space or what have you, you know we we do set the tone. For our buildings, and uh, you know, Todd, Todd Whitaker, uh, who, who is someone I have great respect for, and uh, I am proudly the Sundance kid to his Butch Cassidy, um, said that when when the principal, and you can substitute principal for leader, teacher, educator, what, whatever it may be, if you, if you're in some role where you're serving or collaborating or working with others, but it's, the, the quote is, is when the principal sneezes, everyone in the building feels it right right so i gotta make sure that that my temperature my pulse uh is in check because if i do go in and i'm human we're all human you know um you know whether it's it's the chainsaw outside or 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 the temperature (laughs) uh the hot temperature right in la or or uh you know, maybe the personal or professional snub that we may feel or whatever, whatever it may be, the coffee's not cold enough or hot enough, whatever it is, you know, we're still human. But we have a responsibility to keep ourselves in check and to fill our buckets and to fill our souls with meaning and time and presence, because others are going to feel that others are going to pick up on that. Others are going to know that. And, 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 you know, I, I think if we have that connectedness with others and we're and we're aware that you know, whatever it is that I say or do or feel is gonna impact others, um, good or bad, and, and if we're in tune with that, man. Then that then then we're on the rooftop. <laughs> not in that Billy <laughs> Preston's silent. <laughs> right and and we're making and we're making get back and we're and we're making history and 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 we're filling filling the space with 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 so much good on a on a cold winter's london blustery day right
0: Yeah. And this is now for everybody listening. This is, I think, the third time that Sean and I have had a conversation in the last week and a half. And before that, we'd never spoken to each other before. So that's right. (laughs) Like, not one word before. And now we were just, um, just scheduling things back and forth here, but. Uh, I think that just means that we're on our way to our own rooftop, and uh, this is just a practice space that we're that we're um, recording in right now. And that's a, I think, a great way to segue into a little segment here at, that we bring in as we're winding down, kind of getting ready to wrap up the episode. And I know that you probably know what it is because I know you listen to this podcast, but mm-hmm. thinking about what other things that you consume media wise, whether it's something you're reading or recently have read, listening to, and that could be something that's musical or a podcast in any way, mm. or even watching, anything that is making its way in and out of your brain that is form can give us a a nice you know picture of what's forming your i don't know your your mind these days,
1: absolutely well. Um, I have a stack here cause I knew this was coming and I, I've, I've come, I've come prepared for the homework assignment. Um, so I'm a voracious reader and, um, I am one of those guys that I can't read just one book. I got to read like two or three books. So I have three books that I'm reading right
0: now. I do the same thing, by the way.
1: You, I know you do. So at yeah. the same
0: time. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. At the same time. I'm like, all right, let me read. T- okay. Try, okay. Okay. Yep. So. I am reading, I am rereading, uh, and revisiting, and I, I think, um, our first conversation together compelled me to pick this up, um, sooner rather than later, because every year I reread The Great Gatsby. And, uh, that, that novel is, 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 if I, if I could teach that book all year, if I, when I was an English teacher, I, I, I would do it. Uh, so, I, uh, I'm revisiting that book right now and, uh, I'm on. Are you chapter, timing it to the oh.
0: season? Because that's what you have to do. You have I to know do-
1: you, told, you <laughs> told me to do that. And I, I, I wish I could do it that way. But you that have that was to time
0: you, you can still, you have plenty of time. You, you have to be at the ending chapter when, um, when they're on the green lawns and looking over the lawn, you have to be where he says, um, uh, where he says, a uh, thing start over again in the fall. Uh, um, yes, if you find yes. that line, like, uh, you know, you, you have about a month to get, to get there. <laughs> Give time. Well,
1: well it's, it's well time. I'm I'm on page 68. I'm on chapter three because, uh, we, he has just done the, the famous that's a, that's July a 5th timetable yeah. list. Yes. Yeah. It's I'm um, chapter four rather. Okay. So, so I'm probably a few weeks. Yeah. I I'm, I'm probably in line with the season. So I'm reading that book. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was able to attend with uh, colleagues from uh, the App State University lab schools. We did two uh, days of training on Crucial Conversations, and uh, it's a book that I value. But I, I realized um, that um, there's there's a kind of companion books uh, that go with it, and I, I am reading a, a wonderful book uh called Crucial Influence Leadership Skills to Create Lasting Behavior Change. And uh, it's it's a one it's a wonderful book and, and a lot of it too kind of connects to some of the things that, that you value, we value and, and, and have talked about when it comes to mindfulness and listening and, and empathy and, and connecting with others. So uh, I I, I'm greatly enjoying that book. And then this book i uh, just uh i just picked up yesterday i'm i'm a, a if you kinda know <laughs> i'm a i'm a music geek with, and uh i love to read music biographies and i uh, and and i always love to draw lessons from musicians uh, one, for, for many reasons, I'm inspired by music. It's the universal divine voice that connects all of us. But, but I, I, I play guitar. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not any good. I've been in various ragtag bands. But uh, I, I just picked up the, a new biography on the Allman Brothers Band entitled uh, Brothers and Sisters. Uh, so it talks about uh, the band and their kind of second incarnation and how they came back after two of the original members um, uh, tragically, uh, unexpectedly died. Um, so I, I always love, uh, when a band reinvents itself and, and pulls it together, uh, or gets on a rooftop. So I love, I love those. <laughs> those So that, that's what's on the the bookshelf, uh, right now. In addition to it, Tony Bennett is someone who's on heavy rotation right now. Um, and, and I've been listening to a lot of his music in the wake of, of his passing, uh, last week and, uh, really d- diving deeply into his life and, his emphasis on excellence and artistry and humility in his music. So that, that um, that's been speaking to me.
0: You know, there are some, uh, I'm sure they're not lost on you. There are threads through a lot of the art and creative people that you follow. And I think that, and even just the, I guess it, you know, falls into the um, category of art, but listing the things that you're reading or about to start reading, like there is that, um, that drive to connect the stuff, the subject of, of books and, and stuff to what it is that we do and, and, uh, how we live our, our actual Mm -hmm. real lives. But there's also the way you just said the, um, you know, striving for excellence and reading about people that excellence doesn't look like one thing. It looks like a billion things. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, finding those billions of stars of, and, and connecting them. Um, is, is the way I'm, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, what is the line that's through all of the stuff that you admire? And that is so, um, publicly in a lot of what you, you know, the work that you do and the things that you write, um, you know, you're not shy about those connections. So I thought I would, uh, point out that I'm even hearing it in what you're listing right now, um, which is really cool. I did want to, before we, uh, end and go into my last question here I did want to point out I meant to say earlier when you're talking about Thoreau I can't let this conversation go without mentioning that I did spend the last two weeks of a summer maybe 15 years ago it had to have been at least 15 years ago Uh, the last couple weeks of a summer I spent in a replica of Thoreau's cabin in the woods way in the mountains of upstate New York (laughs) Oh wow um really yes and um and it was literally it's like if you look up the cat look at the cabin that he lived in someone built a replica it was in a i'm trying to think of the mountains now i can't remember but way upstate new york and um the point of it it was on property that was owned by this like mountaineering guy who just built a few random cabins throughout the property I mean, okay. it was like hundreds of acres of property he owned it within the mountains and like with, with um, rivers going through it and all sorts of things. So we had built very far apart from each other, a few different cabins for people to come up and do like backcountry getaways. And they were really only meant to be like short little spurts of time. And they had ones that were big enough for a mm-hmm. family. So I was one of the one of the first people to stay in it because I don't think he would let people stay in the winter I think it was too harsh to stay in that cabin but it was literally you would walk in it was a fireplace one chair one like rocking chair one um like mm-hmm. 19th century version of a single bed like it's very tiny mm-hmm. <laughs> everything was everything in it was replica like it was like a feather bed like all the things in it were replica But that's what I did. I did that for two weeks at the end of the summer and, uh, didn't allow myself to have contact with anybody and just listen to the wolves, uh, howling in the the night and read. And, uh, that was it. That's my story. And I was trying to find it online and I don't think that it exists anymore. Um, but yeah, so that exists somewhere. If anyone knows, let me know. (laughs) We'll hold the, um, the optimalist yeah, retreat but, there. Give
1: us a DM on that one. That, um, I like that. I like that. I value that a, a whole lot, Sarah, that there's a, a replica cabinet, you know, in Concord, um, you know, Massachusetts that, you know, is right there on the site. Uh, well, um, near, near the the site where the original cabin was built. Um, and you can't stay in it though. But, I think um, I
0: looked into that. I don't
1: think you can stay there. No, no you can't. Yeah, you can, you can walk around in it. Um, but you know if don henley is listening uh don henley of the eagles <laughs> you know sure who is. who spearheaded the he probably is you know uh, who spearheaded the uh the project you know what whatever it was 20 30 some years ago to um pr- preserve walden woods maybe maybe you know there there could be something there you know that he might be able to do for you you know after he's done With the Eagles, you know, but all kidding. If anyone wants to build me
0: a cabin, just reach directly out to me. (laughs) I'm now taking (laughs) applications for people who'd like to build me a cabin. (laughs) Now we have to get our attention back, Sean, for just a minute more. Yes. Um, So, one minute more. So, the last thing I want to ask you, and I would love if you framed this in. Um, the context of your particular role as a principal and also in, mm-hmm. in maybe the context of working with other leaders. Um, but okay. is there a method of, of practicing to have better attention or that you use to, that you believe works or that you use to bring yourself to full attention that you would um, be able to describe or recommend to people mm-hmm out there in the universe.
1: Yeah. So what I really strive to do and and I look at I look at the world many different ways and ways that you might might normally look at but I I look at the world as bookends. And so the the beginning of something I think has to have a certain resonance because it's going to impact the middle and then and then the end of something whether, whether that that's, you know, part of your calendar or, or or whatever is, is going to, is, is going to have an impact. And then, and then you have to have a little transition time along the way. So I really try to, at the beginning of my day, um, before, before I do anything, I try not to fill it with stuff, Mm -hmm. right? The principal stuff. I, I try to, um, start the day when I get into the schoolhouse where I I might be writing a, a note of gratitude to someone, or I might be shooting an email of gratitude to someone, or I might find a a nook of the school that I don't normally go to or typically go to or go to enough, and I try to be there. And then uh, I do what, what what an old boss of mine called the walk. Then you just walk you walk the building. You don't walk to supervise. You don't walk to evaluate. You don't walk to to play a game of gotcha. But you, you, I, I love that beginning of the day time where, if 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 I'm not being pulled, in, I'm not always perfect at this either, but that beginning of the day where you just t- check in the classrooms, check in with folks. Hey, hey how you doing? How, how's it going, Sarah? Uh, how how those two dogs doing? Are they okay? You know, any any kind of rapport I think is important. The end of the day. I think is important too. And you actually kind of helped me with this by, by introducing me to the the pulse button right on, on the, the engageable app, mm-hmm. but, but just taking that time, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes or, or 50 seconds, whatever it may be at the end of the day to just sit and be, don't do anything. Don't, don't, don't get the sticky notes out. Don't do the checklist just to sit and be. I'm going to work on this. As, and kind of my goal for this upcoming school year is to work on doing that more throughout the day so that I can be that presence for myself and for others uh, and really be cognizant of the bookends, be cognizant of how I begin something, whether it's a conversation or meeting, and then making sure that that ending is 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 resolute is is peaceful or 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 powerful or 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 what, whatever whatever it may be very 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 much in the vein of of albums right you know like if if an album is produced and programmed directly there's there's a a, a method to how those songs are lined up right. you know george martin beatles started off with a big raucous number then he would end side one with with kind of a big number two and then side Two, you know, there's just all these kind of moods and things. So I, I'm, I'm going to try to do do that. So that would be my advice for for leaders is to really rethink and paradigm shift how you approach your day and how you fill your moments uh, of of your day. Uh, I think that's really really important.
0: Um, that was beautiful. We're going to put that on a rewind as well. Oh, There's three you. rewinds <laughs> in this episode alone. <laughs> Ooh.
1: Ooh, three,
0: three. And so now we come to the end and I expect you almost to have the album queued up and ready to go here. Three as we, talk, <laughs> <laughs> as we uh, come to the end here, but where can people find you if they aren't already connected with you and are listening to us talk and they would like to riff with you digitally somewhere? Um, where can they already? Where would you like them to follow you? And are there any places that websites or links you want people to know about that um, they can follow as well?
1: Well, I would say at any used record store. Um, as I'm trying to track down the vinyl copies of the anthology <laughs> series, the Beatles anthology series. So record stores are really the, the best places to to find me. But digitally speaking,
0: officially the first person uh, ever on a podcast, I think, to say, you can find me physically in person. That's great. I love it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, under under underdog records, uh, it's on Burke Street in Winston-Salem, and uh that that is usually where where I tend to gravitate towards so um but you can find me there but if i'm not there and you would like to um d- digitally uh, connect with me i am on uh, the artist formerly known as twitter i guess it's x now i don't know what we're calling it but uh i'm on twitter at sm gaylord i'm also on instagram at uh at sm gaylord and and folks are welcome to folks usually will direct message me through, through those, those venues. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm on, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn as, as Sean Gaylord. So I'm on, I'm on those places as well. And then another landing spot is, is the, um, is the principal liner notes, uh, podcast, um, that, that I, that I have. So if you follow hashtag principal liner notes, you can find, you can find me there on the Spotify podcast, uh, app as as well there but that's kind of another landing spot so however folks want to connect i'm (laughs) i'm I'm, I'm, you know
0: (laughs) now what how would you feel if you were just browsing the record store one day and someone like came up to you (laughs) like oh this is where it'd be funny if you were like i'm there every saturday from 11 to 2 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my good. Now you're getting ideas in my head of like, like ways to branch out at how to connect um, the podcasting world to uh, building an in-person community, like web of people, like not having people give their social media anymore, but give, give a place to connect with them in real time.
1: Yeah. That, that, that we, we, we just shifted the paradigm there. That would be kind of neat, you know, but yeah, uh,
0: we're climbing up the ladder, Sean, we're making it to the rooftop. We're we're going to get there.
1: We, we are. We're gonna, we're making it there. I'm carrying the keyboard. You've got the uh, the Hofner bass, <laughs> and uh, and and we're we're getting ready to uh, to to play loud and proud and strong. And the bobbies are right behind us, getting ready to pull the plug.
0: <laughs> Thanks to Sean for lending some time and attention to us today to give us the much needed principles point of view on enacting building wide practices to transform self awareness, attention, and ultimately personal engagement so let's hear what you're thinking sean and i would love for you to tweet your favorite bit of this episode and tag us at hashtag let it be on twitter you can also let us know by leaving a comment on substack a review in apple podcasts or you can reach me on twitter at scandela9 you can listen and subscribe to the Optimalist podcast wherever you love listening to great podcasts new episodes are released every wednesday And links to all of these resources are available in the show notes. The Optimalist Podcast is brought to you by Engageable, the only app that gives you the mindful pause you need for better attention. And it's free. Create an account today at getengageable.com or by downloading Engageable on any iOS or Android device. You can also follow us at getengageable on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening to The Optimalist. I'll be back next week with a new conversation. Stay
1: engaged.